to Horror Court Trash Over, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. Some Screams continues. Oh, anyone listening from the UK, it has been a summer scream. It has. It's been ridiculously hot. Yeah. Um, speaking of ridiculously hot, oh, oh, if we were straight, we would have had a great time with this film. Would we? Would, would if we, we were straight teenagers, we'd have had a great time with this. Yeah, film. in in the nineties when you didn't have access to porn. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks for voting for this. Um, what was it up against? Gigantic piranha or some shit like that. Mega Did you piranha. choose this? Yeah, because I mean, there's oh, there's, you chose this. yeah, so you but everyone then? voted for it. So you put it up for the vote because I'm a completionist. We discussed Piranha 3D. We discussed the first, the original Piranha 2, the remake from the 90s, and now we're finishing the franchise with Piranha 3 Double D. Right. That's the actual title. Yes. Um, from 2012. Three uh, Double D. Is yeah. Was that in the reference? To? Oh, exactly. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Piranha 3 Double D, everyone. <laughs> That's the episode. That's the joke. That's the episode. That's that's it. Done. Um, yeah. I mean, it comes to something when you make Piranha Two to spawn and look like a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's also this. At least this one's set in summer. Yes. Yeah. It's his first time. It's summer. <laughs> no. No. The first one, Camphead, was uh, cold summer, but it's still summer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Directed by John Gulliger who directed Feast Trilogy, Zombie Night, and Children of the Corn Runaway. Ooh. Written by Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan, uh, a duo who wrote Saw 4, 5, 6, and 3D. The Feast Trilogy, The Collector, The Collection, The Neighbour, sc- uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Unhuman. Also this written... This film was written by men. <laughs> also written by Joel Sison, who wrote Ambone and Hilly, Supernaturals, Trick or Treat from 1986, Lower Level, Blue Tiger, The Prophecy Free and Prophecy Forsaken, Highlander Endgame, The Dracula 2000 Trilogy, right? Mimic 2, Hellraiser Howl World, Hollow Man 2 and many more. Wow, prolific. And Lydia. that's right guys, this film was not just written by men, this is written by four fucking men. Four men wrote this one. Four people sat in a room, and this is the best they could come up with. Finally written by Pete Goldfinger, who wrote Sorority Row, Piranha 3D, Jigsaw, and Spiral. So, okay, spotting the good films here. Saw 4, 6, uh, The Collector, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, uh, Sorority Row, Piranha 3D, uh, Jigsaw, Spiral. You know, some of the better Saw films there. What the fuck? How did they come up with this shit? Okay, when you say some of the better Saw films, you do realise that's not the greatest compliment. Wow. <laughs> These films have good twists in them. Like, how, wow, yeah. Wow how could they out... write a bad film? They wrote some of the best Saw sequels. Yes. <laughs> wow for out twists and stuff. Like, there, there was no thought put into this shit. No, I suppose the Saw sequels had... Well thought out twist. Well, yeah, I mean, you're complex. Budget $5 million and it made $8.5 million worldwide. That's right, folks. This film made a little bit of money. 
Um, it actually grossed 95% of its box office take overseas uh, and was particularly popular in Malaysia. Right. For some reason. Okay. I can give you two reasons <laughs> why Brought this film down. was successful. <laughs> and they're both on the uh, poster. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the poster because Ooh. it really... I mean, it does its job. It, it, it shows you what you're going to get, but it's who it shows you you're going to get. There's no character from the film. I, I'm not even sure if this is a real fucking woman or if it's CGI, but it's just a massive pair of boobs and some fish. It's like, come on. I mean, it does exactly what it says on the Yeah. Team. The poster is a bikini-clad woman with large breasts and some piranha in the background. <laughs> to quote Barbara Steele. Um, <laughs> that's what the film is. Yeah. You know, so we we can't... I'm not here to shame anyone. If, if you get your jollies off this kind of thing, then okay, so be it. You know? But at least try making an entertaining film. Yeah. If you're going to be a porno, just be a porno. <laughs> just, just do a porn <laughs> horror film. And then we know what we're getting. Yeah. You know, and we can sit there awkwardly and be like this is porn fine yeah. but unless there's like actual porno elements to it the rest yeah. of it's really boring yeah yeah uh and you know us on this podcast you know we're all for uh, empowering women if you want to get your kit off get it off you know you go girl absolutely but this film is so ridiculously misogynistic it's unbelievable it it, it... Because it takes what the first film did really well, where the first film was a satire um, and was clearly mocking films like this. It was mocking films like this. You know, your teen comedies from the 2000s and your creature features. It bashed them together. It laughed at them and it did a good job of it. This misunderstands that point completely. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I think what they were trying to do was the same as the original film. And the original is not a five-star classic no. by any means. But it's a good, enjoyable film. And it does touch on the subject of the representation of women and, you know, modern culture and this, that and the other. You know, go back to our episode if you'd like to hear what we have to say. I feel like this film tries to do that, mm. but doesn't succeed. I don't know. Do and you think it's the intention? I think so. But because it doesn't succeed, because it's so poorly written, it comes across as what it's trying to satire and what the mm. original tried to satire. So it feels exploitative. It feels seedy. It feels stupid. Yeah. You know, and that in turn, is quite insulting to women. It is. It is. And it's not even like there's any empowering women in the film. I mean, Biggest Queen was a fucking push this week. Because even our lead, spoiler alert, is a bit of a fucking moron. But, yeah, she's very dull. Yeah. She, she's got that final girl spirit about her a little bit. But so poorly written that she's not very mm. interesting. So you're not really interested in her story. Um, I think where the, the film fails the, the most is trying to get hu too much humour from all of this. Mm. Do you know what, girls, you know, the, the women in this film, they got paid. They showed their fantastic bodies, you know, beautiful women showing their bodies. They got their paycheck. I'm not against that. 
I, I dread to think what their paycheck was. Just, I, I wish it was in a better film. <laughs> also, Dimension Films. This mm. wasn't Harvey Weinstein, was it? Dimension, that is Harvey Weinstein, isn't it? Is he... I really hope he wasn't the producer on uh, this. I'm, is, I'm assuming not. Uh, I mean, if he if he is, then I mean, yeah. Um, Wasn't so mentioned an offshoot of Miramax. So yeah, so the first film he was on, he was producing it. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, they produced this film. Right. Yeah. It. it, it you know, the thing is that just it, retrospectively, it's always gonna. You know, give it a seedy edge to yeah. it. Yeah. However much he was involved in the film, you know, I feel like a lot of these producers slap their names on things, and so they get a paycheck from it, but don't really have much of an involvement. Yeah. But it's not. You it's know, creepy. The irony is not lost on us. That exactly. He seemingly comes up time and time again as producing these kind of films. You know, which in you know in the um, irony, irony. in the original. Yeah. It's actually quite amusing looking back at it now, considering they're taking the piss out of people like him. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, but with this one, yeah, it means it's so badly handled. Yeah. But also, um, yeah. through um, my unprofessional Googling of that, apparently Kelly Brook had problems with him on the set of Brown 3D as well. I can, I can, uh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yes. Good old bright, blighty zone. Yeah. Kelly Brook. Anyways, it's time for... Hey, I know you. I'm determined to say it different, slightly differently every Congratulations. Time. Congratulations, I have. Um, so first up, we've got Danielle Panabaker, who plays our final girl, Maddie. Panabaker is a fantastic surname. I love that surname. <laughs> and she was fantastic in the Friday the 13th remake. She was? Yeah. Yes. That's the only place I know her from. She was also in The Flash. That's what she's most well known for. Playing... Um, I'm not sure who she plays, but she's in like all of the main DC. She's stuff giving me Supergirl vibes. Mm. She's Supergirl. I think she was in Supergirl. Yeah. Ah. Sky High, Empire Falls, The Ward, The Crazies remake, uh, Yours, Mine, and Ours. She loves a horror remake. Yeah. She? Stuck in the suburbs and more. Nice. Stuck in the suburbs sounds good. Matt Bush plays Barry. He was in Adventureland, The Goldbergs, Trouble with the Curve, The Relation Trip. No, I've Rob, heard of the Goldbergs. <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Glory Days, Hawaii Five O, Electric Love, Sharon 123, and more. Okay, Sharon 123 sounds great, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, David Koshner, who plays Chet, has been in everything, uh, including Anchorman 1 and 2, Twin Peaks Season 3, Krampus, Get Smart, Thank You for Smoking, Final Destination 5... Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, A Haunted House, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, The Bitch Who Stole Christmas, and... Uh, was he in The Bitch Who Stole Christmas? And a lot more. He, I feel like he's been in every guy's watch. He's like, one of those faces that you recognise straight away. Yeah. You don't necessarily know his name. Mm -hmm. And he does play every kind of middle-aged white man stereotype. Yeah, you does. know, grumpy father, sleazy guy... Um, they're probably the only two I can think of. Carp in Twin Peaks. Carp. <laughs> um, Christopher Lloyd, icon, legend, he is the moment, uh, plays Carl Goodman, unfortunately. Is he the moment? 
Not anymore. Because it seems like he takes a lot of these shitty film roles. (laughs) Yeah, he he was the moment a while ago. Uh, He returns as Carl Goodman, and he was in Back to the Future Trilogy, of course. Was he? Yeah, most famous for. uh, Piranha 3D, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Clue. Uh, Adam's Family, Adam's Family Values, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and again, lots, lots more. Yes. Yeah. Very prolific. Straight to TV Christmas films. I was thinking, you know, there's a a time where you can tell he just said yes to every (laughs) role that came up. You know, props to him. Well, no, not really. I mean, you need need to leave some kind of... This this was insulting, this film, for him. His dialogue's fucking abysmal. This is a low point. Vin Grames uh, returns as Deputy Fallon. He was, of course, in Pulp Fiction, the Mission Impossible series, Jacob's Ladder, The People Under the Stairs, Dawn and Day of the Dead remakes, Stop and My Mum Will Shoot, Striptease, Conair. He was in Stop and My Mum Will was, Shoot. Yeah. Piranha 3D, of course, and more. Yeah, I really like Vin Grames. Yeah. I just, he's one of those actors where he doesn't necessarily been in films that i love 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 but i just i'm kind of drawn to him as an actor i don't he just seems like a real nice guy yeah i hope he hasn't been cancelled and i'm having <laughs> if he has then i don't know but he just seems like a real nice guy <laughs> finally for me unless uh, you have any more i have david hasselhoff appearing as himself who of course I mean, everyone knows who David Hasselhoff is, but just in case you wanted a brief uh, summary of his filmography in the TV shows he was in, he was in Baywatch, Knight Rider, Star Crash, Caught With Their Pants Down, Witchcraft, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., previous podcast film, Sharknado 3 and 4, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and lots more. Is um, Caught With Their Pants Down that Revenge of the Cheerleaders? Maybe. Um, he was also in that random Italian horror film with Linda Witchcraft. Blair. Witchcraft. Was that yeah, the one? That's the one. <laughs> I used to have it written down, that Italian horror <laughs> film with Linda Blair. Do you have any more? Yes. Uh, Jean-Luc Bilodeau. I do apologise for the pronunciation. As Josh. He was in Trick or Treat. Oh. And uh, LOL. Oh, Laugh Miley Cyrus. Matt Lintz as Freckled Boy. Or little ginger moron, as he's referred to in the film, is Bruno in Miss Marvel, yeah, a show we've been enjoying. Absolutely blew my mind. I cannot believe that's him. Doesn't look like him. No, no. Well, he's certainly not ginger now. No, no. no. Um, yeah. Is that it? That's it for me. And then it's time for our feature presentation. It's double the action. Something's wrong with me. What did you do to Double the terror. And double the D's. Bring me my legs. Piranha. A year after the massacre on Lake Victoria by piranhas, uh, an eradication campaign has left the lake uninhabitable and the town has been largely abandoned. We know this because we get professionally shot news footage that's taken straight from the wet t-shirt contest section of the previous film. Well, at least this one hasn't got Eli Roth. That's That's true. Surprised he didn't come back for the dead for it. 
But we do start as we mean to go on. Party time with some TNA. Shit music. Uh, some Flow Rider rip-off song. <laughs> um, the news broadcaster. I don't know why I found this so funny. But um, the reporter, she says, if it happened here, it could happen anywhere. Again. Oh, wait. <laughs> shit, I fucked that up. Then we start again. If it happened here, could it happen again? And if so, where? <laughs> Of course, the where is Cross Lake, where uh, we meet two farmers, one of which is played by Gary Boozy, uh, and they're searching the waters. Yes, um, not quite Oscar winner Richard Dreyfus this time. No, not quite. For our first We get kill. Gary Boozy instead, I think that says it all. And, oh, I can't remember his name. Oh my god, this totally should have been in the uh, Hey I Know You section. Um... The, the dad from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, Gary Boosie, you may know from that argument with Meatloaf on... Uh, <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> whatever it was. The Apprentice. The Apprentice. <laughs> Arguing over Donald Trump's affection. How times change. <laughs> Actually, they probably still would. Um, what are these two farmers looking for in the water? What are they looking for? A big old heifer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the word heifer... It, it cracks me up. I know it just means, like, a female cow. A female cow that's not given birth. Maybe. Or has. Well, this definitely hasn't given birth. Um, no, because it's fucking dead in the water. Yeah. Uh, piranha eggs have been laid inside a dead cow. Uh, and Yeah. And they hatch after the cow farts. There we go. By this point, you might as well turn the film off because you've seen everything you need to see now. You've seen some boobs, you've seen Piranha, you've seen a fart joke. That's it. It's over. That's it. You've seen a cameo. We've had the cameos now. You know. Yeah. The cow explodes when one of the farmers opens a light near it. And the farmers are killed and eaten. Gary Boozy, because uh, he's the more famous of the two, pulls a piranha from his mouth, chews on it, and spits it towards the camera in 3D. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is in 3D. And um, it likes to remind you every so often. Yeah, every so often. Not as much as the first film. No. No, every so often. Which is really just... I mean, for a film of this calibre, yeah. it would actually be a good thing mm -hmm. to constantly have things yeah. waved at the camera for uh -huh. 3D. It might make things a little more exciting, keep exactly. you awake. Puppets were used uh, as much as possible for the piranha, so that's a good thing. Were they? Yeah, there's a lot of puppets used in this. But when they're CGI, they're fucking bad CGI. Yeah. So um, you only remember the negatives, don't you? A chihuahua dog was used for the growls. Really? Oh, bless. Um, so we're back to Piranhas and it's time to get wet again. It is. At the big wet water park, which is just off this lake where Gary Busey has just died. Um... Getting wet, being wet, 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 looks yeah. all around, is a joke that's used a lot. It is, it is. Oh my god, so much. Oh, are you wet? Let's get wet. I promise you, this film... Let's get a little wet. Isn't, <laughs> this film is written by four grown men, but it genuinely feels like it was written by a 13-year-old boy who's just discovered women. Like, in... no, 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 let me rephrase that, let me rephrase that. This is written by a 13-year-old boy who can't get with any girls and is so angry at them and wants to get back at them. So he's just going to objectify them for an hour and seven minutes uh, with a really shitty screenplay that he wrote in his mum's basement. 
Right. That's that's exactly what this is. Uh, but yeah, it's written by four grown men. Shocking. Uh, we get a TV advertisement with David Koshner's character chat. Yeah. Where he says, it's time to get wet again. Our lifeguards are hot, single and ready to party with someone like you. So was that a prerequisite for their employment? Is that on their CV? It must be, yeah. You have to be hot, single and ready to party. Hey, don't forget, double D's swim free. Double D's this swim free. This is just as bad as the Eli Roth chant in the first one. Yeah. Um, And we get a sign with some prices. Yes. Would you like to know the prices? Yes. Kids, $25, which seems quite steep. It really. does. Girls, $10. Hot mums, $10. And adults, $35. Yes, that's right, people. That's right, listeners. A grown man, one of four grown men, wrote Hot Mums Only Swim for $10. The thing is, it, it's it, if it was written better, that could be a funny joke. Mm. But it it's not. Yeah, we get loads <laughs> of... It it's kind of just the same jokes. Yeah, repeated. and it's intertwined with so many wet tit shots. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, this this is just yeah, fucking. But it's like I said. I mean, this Czech guy, he is kind of the um, what's his name? Jerry O'Connell. Jerry from the first O'Connell one. Yeah. from the first yeah. one. This is the intention. Spoiler alert: He gets a half decent death scene at the end. He gets his punishment for being like this. Yes. Yeah. But the problem is, the film is so kind of boring mm. and badly written. It, this doesn't it doesn't come across strongly enough no so it just feels like that they've kind of tried to do it but all you know the tna is the main part of the film is yeah. the main selling point which it might be it probably is you know then why have a character like this yeah do you know do you know what i mean uh -huh. it's just unfunny jokes we're introduced to final girl maddie a marine biology student who returns home from the summer um because she co-owns the big wet the water park and uh, she finds that chet who is a stepfather has planned to add an adult themed section to the water park um bit of trivia about danielle panabaker uh most of the actors and actresses were given scuba training which was particularly useful for Danielle Panabaker, uh, as she was not a very confident swimmer. She overcame oh. her fear of water whilst making this film. Very nice. Come on. Serving Final Girl off screen yes. as well. Yes, at least something useful came from it. Yeah, so Chet owns 51% of this company. He does, he does. Um, given Dynasty realness. So what he says goes, because yeah. Maddie's only got 49%. Yeah. He's replaced the old lifeguards with water certified strippers. Yeah. And uh, he's just trying to make ends meet since his wife died. Yeah, in a bizarre series of events, oh, um, Chet shows Maddie the adult pool. Uh, yes. This is the scariest scene in the film, by the way. The fact that this was allowed to, to go ahead. Uh, with a strip bar, fully nude women, a condoms machine, and I shit you not, the cooch cam. Now, you might be thinking, Gary, what's a cooch cam? A cooch cam... Uh, is a camera placed in the swimming pool for when women are getting out so you can see their vaginas on a flat screen TV next to the pool. Yeah. That's and not the height of misogyny in this film. But then we get the cooch cam. And exactly. They they don't just say it. Yeah. They show it. Yeah. And it just, what I'm thinking, because we maybe sound a bit, a little bit hypocritical, because 
we could sit here and if John Waters, a John Waters mm. film, had a cooch cam, we'd be laughing our asses off. Yeah. But there would be more sincerity to the script. Yeah. And the plot and the film itself. It would serve a purpose. Yeah, it, but it would be for humour. Mm. Just, it feels like it's in the wrong hands in this in this film. So it feels exploitative. It, it, do, you, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's so because sleazy. It feels sleazy and it feels like they're pretending it's for jokes, but kind of not. It's, it's weird because the soundtrack plays a big part in everything that's wrong with this film. Mm. Because throughout a lot of these scenes... Um, even after some of the death scenes, it's really, really weird. You get this generic pop-punk soundtrack that feels like it's on a commercial for, like, a holiday. It's, it's really weird. But it also feels like it's trying to be what was in the American Pie films. Um, but it adds, like, a light-hearted feel to it. So you're there seeing this cooch cam um, and this guy objectifying all these women, but then the music's kind of giving you a, a bit of a nudge, like, oh, what's he like, him and his cooch cam? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really odd, really, really weird style of filmmaking. It's kind of like they didn't know where to put these songs, and they just put them in at the worst possible times. And obviously we see Maddie's fuming about it, but she does fuck all to stop it. Like, she does a little thing like, okay, yeah, now everyone get out of the pool. No, that's it. I'm not having this. But then seconds later, she's like, nah, actually, no. Do you know what? Just leave it. She can't do to anything about it. It, it. At the end of the day, these women who feature in the film, you know, they have decided to star in these roles. Mm-hmm. You know, in the context of the film and the plot... These women are perfectly fine with nude swimming and having a sexy time in a pool. Mm. You know, uh, my issue is the filmmaking. Yeah. And the way it comes across. Yeah. Because it comes across as exploitative, which for me is bad writing. Yeah. Because that, I'm assuming that wasn't the intent. And if it was the intent, then that that's just as bad. Yeah. Um, it... All I can think of is <laughs> did the stud on mm. the podcast and the sex pool in that. <laughs> and this and this is another issue that we get is that all the nudity in this film is women. Yeah. And there's no male nudity. So again, that's just another reason why it feels exploitative. Mm. You know? There is, but it, it's in stupid circumstances. Yeah. Rather than, you know... It just, again, you know, I hate to bring it back up, but again, the involvement of Harvey Weinstein with this as well just makes the whole cooch cam thing so yeah. filthy, so uncomfortable. You know? But, yeah, it exists, unfortunately. And I've always found that, because I've, I've seen this film, like, twice now, and the first time, it was so jarring. And that was the one thing I remembered from the film, uh, that and the dick chopping off scene later on but other than that that's all i remembered because i was so shocked that they actually included it and it just it just feels out of place even in a film as sleazy as this that's just another level yeah and it to me like i said you know if john waters did it mm. it would be dealt with better like yeah. the, the guy with the cooch cam you know obviously the guy's quite sleazy but he would John Waters probably would have overdone yeah. the sleaziness. Yeah. It would have been, you know, so over the top. The guy would have been, you know, 
dirty, disgusting. You know, mm. it, it, it. I think that is an issue. David Koshner is obviously a likable guy, in of in his other films. Mm. You know, a lot of the time, or he's so funny that you want to see more of him. So to have him playing a character like this, it feels really weird and not right. You know. Yeah, it it. I think how, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, or we'll just keep, you know, going over it. But I think the humor comes from the cooch cam rather than the sleazy guy. Mm, yeah, and I think that's the problem because the humor should be good. How sleazy is this guy? Yeah. He's disgusting. Can't wait for him to get his comeuppance mm. at the end because you know he's going to die at some point. Yeah, but the humor comes from oh my god, there's a fanny on the screen. Mm-hmm. A vagina, you know, on yeah. the on the screen. So that's, that's not really what it should be. At a party at the water park, Maddie encounters her ex boyfriend Kyle uh, and friends Barry, Ashley, and Shelby. The soundtrack it just gets worse in the sequence. Um, and again, it's another one of those moments where she meets her friends for the first time in ages, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I can't believe what he's done!" And like, oh, what's he like? Oh. I'll leave him. He's just doing what he wants to do. I'll... Yeah, and it is, it's, it's like clear what? that throughout the film, Maddie is the only one opposed to any of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which comes across not as a perky feminist final girl. She just comes across as a bit of a party pooper. Yeah, she does really. Yeah, because everyone else yeah. is having a fabulous time. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. Well, no one's objecting to you know no. the people involved aren't objecting to it you know the woman you know in the pool knows exactly what's mm. going on you know so she just comes across as a bit of a party poop yeah um poor ashley and shelby um could have been great characters but instead they're subject to this horrendous writing ashley informs maddie that shelby is finally losing her virginity this summer um, and she says she's afraid to have sex because her slutty cousin, cousin, her slutty cousin gave birth to a flipper baby. And while she says this, they are both standing there with uh, sparklers in their hands like children. Yeah. Um, j- just to, to say the term flipper baby is highly offensive. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. No. To the context if, if it's being used. Um, it refers to a person with defective limbs as a result of the mother taking thalidomide during pregnancy. Now, that was predominantly in the sort of 60s and 70s. Yeah. It was um, sold as a cure for morning sickness. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes no, Why would they be makes no sense. So it's just, here's an offensive word to yeah. throw in there. Yeah. You know, it is offensive. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. It's stupid within the context yeah. of what's being said. Mm-hmm. And it just adds to the sleaziness of yeah. display. Uh, Maddie is reunited with Kyle. And we get some exposition-heavy dialogue so that we know that he's her ex. And Barry's jealous. So he says to his friends, I don't see what he has that I don't have. And they say, six inches on a budge. <laughs> yeah, so Kyle's a uh, police officer. Yeah. He is conventionally handsome. Of course. Um, the other dude whose name I forgot. What's the name? <laughs> Barry. Barry. <laughs> okay. I'm you think you'd remember a name like Barry. I'm just going to say it right here, right now. Every guy 
in this film and every woman <laughs> looks exactly the same. Unless you're Chet, uh, Chet, Chet, or David Hasselhoff, you all look exactly the same. That's true. <laughs> Barry looks, they've all got the same hair. They're all very clearly toned or mustily. Um, and not Barry, Big Dave, not Big Dave. Not Big Dave. Well, no. That, that's why he he's a beast <laughs> that's why he's and needs to be laughed at because values. he's disgusting he's tramp yes he's awful uh-huh. um but barry is slightly less conventionally attractive very slightly less and therefore is the um shy love potential love interest yes geek who uh, can't get the girl but you know we'll probably get the girl by the end anyway yeah Shelby and her boyfriend Josh go skinny dipping in the lake where a bizarre series of events starts and goes on for quite some time. So this is your bizarre series of events warning now. A piranha enters her vagina. Yeah. More of that to come. Did we see that? We saw it swimming towards it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, We also... If you look carefully enough, you get a slight view of Josh's penis. Do you? Yeah, just like bobbing around in the water is quite funny, actually. Um, You were looking closely. You can't miss it. You you must have been looking away. Uh, Yeah, so we'll get back to that shortly. uh, In two days' time, to be precise. Ashley and Travis begin to have sex in their van after asking for forgiveness from God. Because they're having sex before marriage. Poor Ashley. Do you know what? Ashley had the potential to be one of the best characters in this film. And she really is given the rough end of things. She yeah. has to say these awful lines of dialogue. She has to fucking pray. And then she gets killed. Off screen. Yeah, that's so annoying. She like, gets killed off screen. Really, really did her dirty. Um, yeah. So Travis trips the handbrake. Causing the van to roll into the lake. Uh, he's handcuffed to the van during foreplay, so uh, he's unable to escape. And he's devoured whilst Ashley uh, goes on the roof and calls for help. Yeah, really dodgy looking special effects on this one, particularly. Yeah. Um, even compared to the rest of the film, I feel uh-huh. really bad. Yeah, he um, punches his stumped arm through the window uh, towards the camera in 3D. Uh, yeah, it looks fucking awful. It's so bad. And this is a practical effect, and it looks terrible. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, with no one around, the van sinks into the lake, and Ashley's eaten off screen by piranhas. Yeah. Yeah, very disappointing. Um, even more disappointing is the conversation Shelby has with her boyfriend. When she says, do you think Ashley is prettier than me? (laughs) Most guys do. To which is his name Josh. Yeah. Josh says, I've never really been into girls with big breasts. And she's fine with that because she's stupid. Yeah. Because she's, she's a like, dumbbell. Oh. oh, okay. That backhanded compliment. Yeah. The next day. Yeah, that's it. No, that, that's, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. Piranha's still in her vagina, guys. Don't yeah. worry, it's still there. Still there. Um, it's just waiting for something. The next day, uh, we get more slow-motion shots of boobs. Yeah, um, these there's a lot of boobs on water slides with a pop-punk soundtrack. Ska-punk during this scene. Ska-punk? Treats a bit of ska-punk, change things up. 
Yeah. Um, the big wet... It's oddly specific for someone who isn't familiar with it. They would just call it pop punk. No, it's, it's, it's scar punk. Scar punk. I do apologise. The big wet employee, Big Dave, uh, who we mentioned previously, is uh, a large man. So it's 2012, of course. He's hilariously hideous. Uh, he's fucking the hole where the water comes out in the swimming pool. Yeah. And Barry walks past, like, oh, what are you doing over there, Big Dave? And he's like, oh, I'm just fucking the swimming pool hole. He's like, oh, Big Dave, what are you like? And that's really unhygienic and disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, Big Dave, odious, disgusting man. Um, because he dares to not be athletic. Yeah. But I feel sorry for the actor. Or I mean, white. Or Caucasian. <laughs> Imagine taking this role. Like, okay, you're going to be the joke because you're fat and you look hideous. Yeah, it says... I, I keep forgetting this was made in 2012. 2012. And not 2002. Do you know what? You're absolutely right, actually. Even by 2012 standards, this hadn't aged well. Yeah. Like, I watched this in 2012 and thought, oh shit, this yeah. is a bit iffy. This is, this is, you know... This is the 2000s. This is 14 years. Yeah. Removed from the original American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in 14 years, have they learned nothing? Clearly not. You know, I know... Yeah, it's just, I mean, we're not a million miles away from it now. There's the odd film that comes out, and you're like, ooh, you know? Yeah. Just, I don't know, just... We're in a, a much better place, though. Yeah, just the fact guy always having to be the joke. Yeah. You yeah. know, it, it, it gets tiring after a while. Uh, and finally, we get Shelby, to complete this pointless montage, we get Shelby vomiting in slow motion... Because uh, the girl that wasn't Kelly Brook in the original did the same, so we've got to see it again. I'm assuming this is because she's got a piranha in. in yeah, piranha's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Um, um, yeah, and Big Dave... Also, the being... piranha didn't come out when she vomited. No. No. No, it wouldn't swim all the way off. I, I don't know. I mean, it could do many things. Well, I suppose so. <laughs> uh, Big Dave, being the disgusting beast of the years, decides to stamp on Shelby's vomit for no apparent reason. Fun fact, guys, that's the director's feet. After Ashley and Travis's fan was found, uh, Manny consoles Shelby about their friends when they are attacked by a swarm of piranhas. But, oh, by the way, uh, piranhas still in the vagina. Um, Shortly shortly before they're attacked, we get some amazing dialogue from Shelby. To where she says, Ashley's my best friend. I mean, I know she's kind of a slut. And she's stolen 11 of my ex-boyfriends. And I'm pretty sure she also stole a pair of earrings that my grandmother gave me before she died. But we're like sisters. Okay. Fucking hell. What did the actress who plays Ashley do wrong to the writers of this film? <laughs> so, I mean, the slut shaming her. But there's so much slut shaming in this film. Oh my god. Um, and she's a thief of uh, earrings and ex-boyfriends. Apparently. Yeah. I... This the is... joke's missed on me. So I feel like the idea is that Shelby is a dumb blonde, oh, how original, who forgives friends easily because she's quite ditzy, who, you know, the whole losing her virginity thing and acting like she's innocent because she's dumb. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, also, it's giving me um, is Karen from Mean Girls. Yeah. Just not funny. Yeah. I mean, this is a year after um, 
Scream 4 called out the big, the blonde with the big tits stereotype. So you know once Scream makes a joke, you stop doing it. Well, that's, I mean, that's been going on for a long time, yeah. though. You know, the, the issue... The issue is that this film only has certain types of women. Women who are overly sexual mm. and they're slut-shamed for it. Women who are dumb. Mm-hmm. Women who are, you know, party poopers. Yeah. Well, just Maddie in this one. And then nothing else. There's no nuance to any of the female no. characters. And that, the same goes for the men. But if you're going to spend the whole film objectifying women, at mm. least give us some character. Give yeah. us some... The original, you had uh, the Elizabeth Shue character. Yeah. Who broke it up, you know. Um, her and the character called Kelly that wasn't Kelly Brook. You know, you had those two to counteract with the stereotypes we were given with the other characters. But you had the character of Kelly Brook, yeah. who was a porn star, yeah. but she came across really well and mm. she was down to earth and yeah. you know have to force these things because we all should know that porn stars aren't horrible people yeah. but it, it's a nuance and it's characterization and it's making the characters interesting and multifaceted and layered and you know this film doesn't do it no. particularly for its female characters and that's why it comes across as sleazy there i I figured it out in my head well exactly why I think this film is sleazy. Because the female characters have nothing to them. Also... Apart from stereotypes. Yeah. Also, women don't talk like that. Like, this is... The, the writers of this film clearly don't spend a lot of time around But the women. thing is, it doesn't have to be, you know, this, this is a film about killer piranhas. It doesn't have to be 100% true to life. I'm not going to sit here and say, you, you know, oh... No one would talk like that because it's it's a silly film. Mm. It's meant to be a silly film, you know. But it, it, it's I don't know. It, it's it is stupid rather than silly. I don't like mm. stupid films. I like silly films. Yeah, you know, you can get away with a bit more when you're silly. Yeah, I I, I know we may be accused of overanalyzing films in the past, um, but it it's. It just helps to understand why we fucking hate this film. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got anything else to say. They, uh, they managed to kill a piranha. Uh, oh yeah, also, to great hilarity, uh, Shelby is stuck between two parts of a, uh, of a board, raft, whatever it is, and uh, the piranhas jump up to try and bite her vagina. Oh god, it goes way too long. Um... They managed to kill one. Then Maddie, Kyle and Barry take it to marine expert Carl Goodman from the first film to examine. Christopher Lloyd, Emmy winner. Uh, and this is his first dialogue exchange in the film. Um, he says, who are you? Why are you here? So Maddie says, we saw you on YouTube. And he says, you and 11,486,000 of people. I have 700 more hits than the laughing diarrhea, baby. Right. Emmy winner Christopher Lloyd, everyone. Yeah, my confusion with this um, is that they were like, oh, we, we did some very minor research on YouTube. Yeah. Um, 
he shows them an angry piranha who wants to eat a frog. Mm-hmm. Barry grabs the frog. Oh, Barry's a fucking cunt. <laughs> he grabs the frog because he had a pet frog once. This scene pissed me off so much. I don't know if this is a way to make us think he's likeable. I don't know. Didn't work. The... Uh, Mr. Goodman or Dr. Goodman is Mr. Goodman on IMDb but surely he's a doctor he talks some shit about sulfur dioxide and chlorine and fish becoming confused which I don't care Um, then Barry finally realises that he knows Mr. Goodman he said oh that's right you wrote the fish walk among us I love that book I'm like why would they need YouTube to find out who Mr. Goodman was and then I thought, M- Maddie's a marine biologist. Yeah. Because she turns around and says, you read that book? Oh, and she is so impressed that he read a book. I read a book on marine biology. And then I'm like, then bitch, why are you going onto YouTube? <laughs> How did you not know Mr. Goodman? Surely if you're a marine bio, <laughs> if you are a marine biologist, a marine yeah. biologist, and seemingly the drive weren't that far. No, it wasn't that far. If you're a marine biologist and you've heard about these piranhas going absolute ape shit, <laughs> you should be really familiar yeah. with all of that. I mean, that's big news in the marine biologist community. Yeah. But she still had to go on YouTube to look up who was involved. It was like, oh, Mr. Goodman. Mm-hmm. She, she already read that book. Yeah. But they act like... Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm overanalyzing again. I love it. I like an overanalyze. He um, he tells them the piranhas may be moving between lakes and they could evolve to become terrain viable. Uh, and he ends the scene referencing the laughing diarrhea baby again. Hilarious. That's Christopher Lloyd, everyone. That's Christopher Lloyd. Shelby, and now, uh, continuing our bizarre series of events... Shelby begs Josh to have sex with her because she thinks there's something wrong with her and she doesn't want to die a virgin. Uh, Stereotypical porn music plays in the background while she says, I want you to come inside me. Just come inside me and I'll do anything you say after that. Yeah. So, okay. Is she possessed by the fucking fish? Oh, did you miss when we finally see Ashley's body at the bottom of the lake? No, I'm about to get to that. I'm about to get to that. Um, Yeah. Maddie, Barry and Kyle return to the lake where they establish that the piranhas could not make their way into the pipes connecting the lake and the water park uh, and they discover Ashley's body. Yeah, my the reason why I wanted to point that out because I found it so funny that just in case you forgot who Ashley was, <laughs> the handcuff keys fly <laughs> towards the screen. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Just in case you forgot Ashley. Because she had zero fucking screen time and zero fucking character development. Um, apart from one a couple of sentences about her stealing some earrings after she died. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put um, that she doesn't want to die a virgin, asks her, uh, Josh to come inside her. I just put, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have something to say about that. Let's let's just tell everyone what happens first. So whilst uh, Shelby and Josh are having sex, yes. the piranha, still in Shelby's vagina, bites Josh's penis, forcing him to chop it off. Okay. So. There's a lot 
to say about this. Mm. Uh, first of all, is she possessed by a piranha? Because, first of all, she's not acting like a normal human being. I know we can forgive it in a stupid film, but she is acting like the piranha is making her tell him to come inside her so it can bite his dick off. Yeah, that's, yeah. So number one, it's given the impression that she's possessed by the piranha that, (laughs) that swam up her... China. Number number two, my my issue is she if she isn't possessed by the piranha, she says that she wants a shag before she dies, but she doesn't actually die. No. She actually survives mm-hmm. the film. And there's no nothing to suggest that we've got an alien xenomorph situation here and it's gonna burst out, you know. That would have been an interesting would have been better. credit, post-credit sequence, wouldn't it? It would have been mm-hmm. interesting, but whatever. Number three, the piranhas in this film kind of pick and choose when they want to be ferocious. Yeah. So the idea is that piranhas are animals, they run on instinct, and they'll just bite and kill anyone. They're ferocious. Yeah. Yeah? So... The piranhas also have razor-sharp teeth. Mm-hmm. So, surely the piranha, like as in the first film, would have bitten his penis off. Yeah. I can't, can't believe it. I like really they did with hope, Jerry O'Connell. With Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. I really hope my mum never listens to this <laughs> podcast ever. So, for the fish to be on his penis and, not, and him have to cut off his own penis, mm. that's not a piranha... Biting his penis. That's Piranha giving him a blowy. <laughs> I did not think it was going in that direction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, sure, surely the Piranha, if he wanted to eat the knob, he would have just, or she, whatever, you know, um, the, the Piranha would have just eaten the knob. Also, why did it wait two fucking days? Why did we have to wait two days for this? Why did that piranha think, do you know what? I'm going to go up here. I'm just going to wait around. Wait around. Has she not been to the toilet since no. to flush it out? Like, seriously. <laughs> you know, she's not been for a piss. This whole time, this fucking piranha's been up there just waiting, just sitting around. It's like, mm, do you know what? Different, two days later. Different, different holes. It's like, do you know what? Fuck this. I've been waiting here for two days. I want a bit of dick. Let's make this bitch get some dick. And then I'm not even going to bite it off. Like, I'm, I'm, oh, my God. I can't believe I'm overanalyzing this. It's a film called Piranha 3 Double D. But sometimes, even in the stupidest films, some stupidity is too much. This is too much. This is jarring. Nothing about this sequence of events makes any sense. Is it entertaining? It's probably a push, probably the most entertaining scene in the film. But fuck me, it is so, so stupid. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I just, I really, I can't understand why, if she isn't possessed by a piranha, why is she, think there's something wrong with her, and instead of going to a hospital, she wants someone to come inside her. See, that's, see, that's what I didn't like. It's that phrase, I want you to come inside me, and I'll do whatever you like. Like, where has that come from? Mm. Where, you know, what, I, I can suspend belief, and that this piranha's been inside her 
you know, for two days. Okay, I can suspend belief for that. It's it's a silly film. It's stupid. It's a throwaway horror film. Yeah, I can suspend belief for that. What I don't like is the reason, no, re no reason given for that dialogue. No. Because that dialogue is fucking sleazy. Yeah. And it's trashy. And it makes no sense to the scene. Mm -hmm. So they've just another case of throwing stuff out there because it sounds funny. Yeah. Like the, the whole flipper baby thing. Mm. You know, just throw it out there and oh, they'll laugh. Come inside me. H hilarious. But the connotations of that are quite misogynistic. Yeah. You know? Ladies and gentlemen, written by four grown men. Exactly. Exactly. Kyle is revealed to be corrupt, and oh no, actually no, before we get to that, how fucking awful is the scene when she finds Josh? It's so awkward, like she just stands there screaming at him, he's like, what did you do to me? And he, he's, he didn't like he's in the same room as her. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, he blames her, mm. which is understandable, I suppose. <laughs> but was she, this after Teeth? She clear was, was this made after Teeth came out? Because this scene is absolutely ripping off Teeth. Or maybe it's a, a riff on Teeth. Well, Teeth was kind of based on an urban legend, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Teeth was 2007. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so after Teeth. Um, but he blames her, which is understandable. But there's very clearly a large piranha on the floor that mm. she sees. And she's already been attacked by a piranha because that's the piranha that they took to Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Is the one that she was attacked with and Maddie killed. Yeah. So she must understand that the piranha is in some way involved. Yeah. When she sees a, well, in between, I'll, I'll mention it. Yeah. Know, I, Kyle, I don't give Kyle's a revealed to be corrupt. Yeah. He and... takes some sort of bribe off. Chair. Yeah. Who cares? He's pumping water from an underground river into the water park, which will be important coming up. Yeah. Who cares? Um, <laughs> when Maddie and Barry appear at the hospital, Shelby says, Josh cut off his penis because of something came out of my vagina. Vagina. <laughs> I've got something even better for you, though. You thought that was them in the hospital. No, 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 oh, no. Where are they? Um, <laughs> first of all, just because we have to mention it's important to the plot, Chet orders Carl to keep Maddie from finding out about his plans. Great. Barry uh, is actually with Maddie at her place. They're at their apartment, his or her apartment, one of the two. I assume it's probably his because she's just visiting, isn't she? Um, yeah, they're at one of their apartments. He's having a nice conversation. Oh, you're going to get back with Kyle, are you, you sneaky cow? Um, and then Shelby turns up at their place, covered in blood, and literally blurts out, Josh cut off his penis because it came no, out of my vagina. The no, they're in the hospital after. Oh. That, honestly, Why wasn't that even just at the hospital? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> when she says, because something came out of my vagina. You know what it is. It's a piranha. You know what it is. You've seen it, it on your kitchen it's floor. It's that massive fucking piranha on the floor. Very similar to the piranha that attacked you earlier in the film. Yeah. Like, it... Oh. Okay. Uh, Maddie takes a bath. 
And uh, Dream Piranhas dropped from the tap for a shit scare. Yeah. Also, that's the last we see of Shelby and Josh. That is the last... Yeah, that's the last we see... We're assuming they both survived. They both survived, so... Shelby survived. Um, so... Yeah, and that dream sequence was clearly just put in there for the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a reference to... I'm, I'm assuming Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. Just, yeah. Whatever. David Hasselhoff uh, is introduced. David Hasselhoff finally appears in the film. I think... I feel like he was a big selling point for the film because this was after Spongebob. Yeah, he was in the trailer. He kind of made a little bit of a comeback mm. after Spongebob. You know, kind of parodied himself. And this this continues yeah. that on a smaller budget. Um, yeah, so he's playing himself and he's preparing a song for the opening of The Big Wet. Yeah. There are two women in bed waiting for him to give them a good scene to. Yes, because even David Hasselhoff is sleazy in this. Well, it's not, it's not necessarily sleazy, to be fair. You know, if they want a threesome, they can have a threesome. Yeah. I'm not here to shame. It's just... But he's, I he's... can just imagine the filmmakers going to him and saying, David Hasselhoff, we want you in this film. You know, what can we do to make you look like a real, you know, great guy who gets all the ladies? Give you two women in bed. Let's not give him any names. Well, I mean, they give him this song as well, Love Hunter, uh, where the lyrics are, I'm a love hunter. Hear what I say. Get on your knees and learn how to pray. Because the love hunter's coming right. to take you away. The love hunter's coming today. Right. Written by the director. Of course. Of course. I think that kind of encapsulates everything we've been talking about. The adult water park opens, uh, more shots of nude women, more shitty generic pop punk songs. Uh, according to the director of the first movie, um, Alexandra Ayer, he had intended for the sequel to take place in Thailand with a much larger piranha attack in the third act of the film during a major festival. I mean, that, you know, that would have been way better than this shit. Yeah. 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 That would have been interesting. Um, kind of. I mean... Just kind of the same story. Well, yeah. Let's be honest. You can move the location. But it's all kind of the same story. Because we've watched all the Piranha films mm -hmm. now. There's all kind of the same shit yeah. over and over. You know? And they just give them wings or something. Or, you know... Like the second one. Yeah. Or, spoiler alert, legs. Yeah. You know? Not really a spoiler, but... Yeah, I'm assuming they wanted a third film where they could walk. Uh, among the guests are returning characters Deputy Fallon and former Yay. cameraman Andrew Cunningham, right. uh, who was filming all the porn in the first film. Fallon is there in hopes of overcoming his fear of the water after they were attacked a year ago. We get a flashback just in case we forgot who they are. Yes, yeah. Well, I did forget who the cameraman was. <laughs> Obviously, Ving Rhames... I remembered, but the cameraman, I didn't, I didn't remember. I do apologise. Um, we get, uh, Chet introducing the opening of the, uh, the park, to which he says, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, hot mums of all ages, it's time to get wet. It's the same joke again. I thought he said, yeah, it is the same joke again. I thought he said hot bods of all no, ages. No, hot mums. Oh. Yeah. Oh, see, this is another joke that, keeps coming up in yeah. this fucking film you know it's let's get wet and hot mums yeah milfs 
all that sh it's it's literally like a fucking 15 year old Pornhub search <laughs> Yeah, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's like women kissing. Is there women kissing this? I'm sure there was. Uh, There'll be a throwaway shot of women kissing. Yeah. Um, Chet uh, introduces David Hasselhoff. Maddie attempts to shut the. That water... was your search history, wasn't it? Yeah, David Hasselhoff. Maddie attempts to shut the water park down, but is stopped by Chet and Kyle. David, uh, a child with ginger seventy style hair, gets bitten in the water. Asks for a plaster from David Hasselhoff, who is so shocked that his kid doesn't know who he is and doesn't want an autograph. Yeah. Um, this... Um, yeah. David Hasselhoff, I don't, I'm not sure how he comes across in this film. He doesn't come across terribly. He I can't mean, shame it, it is kind of... Yeah, he does. But it's kind of a parody of himself. Yeah. I haven't watched a Spongebob film. Have you? No, I haven't. No, I'm assuming it's the same thing. Yeah. In all the adverts, he's doing the Baywatch run and, and shit like that. It's a parody of himself. Um, so it it's kind of funny, but kind of not because David Hasselhoff isn't a good actor. No. So it doesn't it doesn't come across very funny. No. <laughs> Bless him though. I mean, you know, props to him. He's he's made a career. I don't know why I think he's going to listen. <laughs> I'm trying to defend him. I don't know, he's probably been cancelled for something, let's, let's face it. Well, do you know what he should be cancelled for? When he's uh, in the ladies are giving him a kiss mm. on the cheek, he turns so that the hottest one's giving him a kiss on the lip. Yeah. Did you did you see that? I did, I did. But obviously in the film, not, not in real yeah. life. The piranhas make their way to the area and attack, killing many of the water park visitors. Uh, one of them attaches itself to Big Dave's ass for comedic value, whilst he's humping the hole in the pool again. Big fat hairy ass. Yeah. Um. Also, in the first one, there's some really great death scenes during the big moments like this. I can't even remember a single death scene. I just know a bunch of people got eaten. Yeah. And later on, I can, but during this part, it's just rubbish. Yeah. Something else that doesn't make any sense is that these ferocious piranha. Like in the first film, mm. Bloodthirsty, are in the pool, but don't actually really do anything. No. That, that mild ginger kid bite, mm -hmm. you know. But they don't actually do anything until after we get the scene where no one believes Maddie and Carl sends her packing because of his deal with Chet. Mm -hmm. So it's nice of them to hold off. So that we can get that stereotypical, yeah, that's nice. why is no one believing me scene. Yeah. Fallon attaches a shotgun. Oh, I call this, sorry, I apologise. A tepid rehash of the original as the swimmers are attacked by Piranha with terrible CGI. Yeah. So I just, if, I've, if I've written a word that I really like down, I, I do like to get it out. And tepid, I, I like that word, tepid. Fallon uh, attaches a shotgun to his legs. The only thing fake about him is that. Uh, and shoots a bunch of piranha. Was this after Planet Terror? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. He's giving Rose McGowan realness. Uh, David Hasselhoff rescues David. Ginger David. Yeah, he does. In slow motion, of course. Yeah. Yes, his Baywatch moment. The uh, We knew it was going to happen, yeah. didn't we? 
Maddie punches chair. Oh. Uh, David Hasselhoff, also a man after my own heart, when he reprimands the swimmers for flailing around and not leaving the water park. He says, it's not like the fish are going to follow you home, which I have to admit was the funniest part of the film. Because if you've listened to original versus remake, or yeah, yeah, when I had a little bit of a rant about why in the film people were taking so long to leave the water, like their piranha, just get the fuck out of the water. Yeah. And people are like flapping around and like running around, but also on land, like running around, like, oh my yeah. God. Oh. And like, they're piranha, they're in the water. Just get the fuck out of the water, get in your car, piss off home. It's and true. Let people it's deal true. with it. Maddie uh, punches chat and instructs Barry to begin draining pools while she attempts to save those still in the water. Uh, this is a big yas Yasify moment, you know, Slay Queen, she punches chat, except she's really dull, so... Yeah, if I cared more about her, I would have uh, enjoyed that. Uh, and then, well, she shows, um, <laughs> she has a bit of dialogue here that makes her even less likeable. Uh, not her fault, you know, writer's fault, but... Um, Barry admits he's loved her since the seventh grade, and she's like, oh, I thought you were gay! For comedic value. Yeah. Thinking people are gay most of the time. Yeah. Again, how is this not released in the American Pie era? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, that's, that is my main problem, is that the humour is at least 10 years old. Yeah. When it was made, which makes it 20 years old now. So, and I hadn't seen this film previously. I've only watched it now in 2022. Um, Chet flees after giving money to a kid whose mum died. Mm-hmm. He runs over the kid accidentally, which did make me laugh. That was funny. A little bit. Because, um, I mean, that's old school humour. I mean, it's a joke that's been done so many times. Yeah. Um, but it is, the well, the second time I laughed out, well, out loud, mildly. Um, as his punishment for pretty much causing all of this... He's decapitated by some bunting. And uh, then, because, you know, this film was written by four men, his f head flies through the air mm -hmm. and falls into the arms of a topless woman so he can get motivated. Not even the arms. It falls into her boobs. Um, and then she starts shaking him around. Oh, so it's in between. It's in between her boobs. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, like she accidentally caught it. No, it falls directly into her boobs. Yeah, and yeah. he yeah gets motorboated. Yeah. That happens. Which handled differently in another film might have been actually quite funny. Mm. You know. Also, how was he decapitated by ribbon? I have no idea. Like seriously? Yeah, I'm glad to see it happen, but it makes even less sense than the piranha sex scene. Yeah, not very logical. Whilst Maddie is rescuing people, she becomes caught in the suction and is dragged down to the bottom of the pool. Uh, Kyle refuses to save her because we need reminding that he's a villain uh, and because of his fear of piranhas. And because Barry needs to save the day. Yeah. Because uh, we found out earlier that he can't swim. Yes, he's a lifeguard who can't swim. Um, he wasn't. He was a cleaner. Was he the cleaner? Oh, he, he always had his litter picking stick. Yeah. Um... Yeah, despite being able to swim, he leaps down and brings her to the surface and revives her with a kiss. Yeah. 
which I didn't really like the visual of that because mm. he gives her a, he gives her mouth to mouth, but not really because yeah. her mouth is closed, mm -hmm. so it's just a kiss, which is super creepy. Yeah, mouth to mouth when you give someone CPR or whatever it is, um, you know, you blow into their mouth once, then you move away. If I, if I know anything from learning from films over the years, and it's you know you go back and forth doing it. He his mouth does not move. He was enjoying every second of that. Yeah. No, essentially her mouth should be open yeah. for mouth to mouth. Yeah. Really. Um, so it's meant to be this romantic moment, but it's... Because it's played out like a romantic moment. You get the close-up, you get, you know? Like, oh my God, this is their first kiss. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's fucking resuscitation, you mm -hmm. twats. Creepy. This isn't fucking 1938 with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. You know, it's 2012. You should know better, you pricks. Big Dave pours chlorine into the pipes, followed by a lit joint, and says, Nobody munches on Big Dave's ass, bitch. Yeah. The resulted explosion kills most of the piranhas, and Kyle... So Big Dave kind of saves the day. He does save the day, yeah. Uh, Kyle is also killed by a falling trident to the eye. Yeah, so after the explosion, it's Barry's litter-picking stick. Yeah. That flies into the air and then comes back down and kills Kyle. Um, yeah, and some really cool CGI effects. Um, Mr. Goodman calls to tell them piranhas are learning to walk. Don't know how he knows that. Mm -hmm. um, as the kid David Hasselhoff spoke to earlier, who's also called David, gets decapitated by one of the piranhas after it has crawled onto land. Yeah. Credits roll, and we get the David Well, Hass David Hasselhoff uh, says he calls me a little ginger moron first. It's the last line of dialogue in the film. Oh, okay. Also, an hour and seven minutes into the film. Yeah. The end credits go on for 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the credits include David Hasselhoff singing Fish Hunter... And outtakes from the film. Yeah, and people taking pictures of David's corpse on their phones. Yeah. So, goes on for 11 minutes. So, the film itself isn't... The, the fundamental part of the film mm. is an hour and seven minutes. Yeah. So, they've sacrificed... They've sacrificed... Yeah. Character development. They've sacrificed... You know... Humor. <laughs> interesting death and scenes. tension and interesting death scenes so they must have cut down the ending where all shit hits the fan mm -hmm. they've sacrificed that for what outtakes for outtakes really cringy awful outtakes yeah well it's just it's just people fucking up their lines which i always find quite funny um you know but I mean, could you have not written funny lines? <laughs> could you have not made the film funny rather than having to rely at the end on outtakes? Too much effort. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that's primary phrase. So there's, there's just nothing to it. This is my problem. There's just, and especially being so short, there's nothing to it. No. It's so throwaway. The only memorable parts are the really uncomfortable dialogue mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the way 
women are represented or not represented. You know, there's no really interesting female characters at all in a film that is objectifying women. Yeah. You know, there's no interesting male characters either, but the male characters aren't objectified. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to give me the objectification, if you're going to give me a TNA film, that's fine. But to keep my interest, and you know, I'm a gay guy, you know, we all know it. So the TNA aspect isn't necessarily my thing. Mm-hmm. So we come to you as a gay podcast, LGBTQA um, plus, you know, you're going to have to give me a little more to keep my interest. Mm-hmm. So there, there's something here for the TNA crowd, but just it's not for me. It's the same as the first film, but shitter. It's not funny. It's not really a parody of modern culture or, or the treatment of women. Um, I think it tried to be, but it failed, which made it what it was trying to parody. Yeah. There's a fine line. There's, there's Really, there's a fine line. Um, it plays into the objectification, and everyone looks the same. They do. Everyone. They do. And if they don't look the same, they're made out like Big Dave to be a hideous beast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, just a disgusting character. And it's... 2012 is we've seen this yeah give me more yeah it, it really is just like a rejected american pie spin-off with uh killer fish yeah every now they and just then. tried to do what the first film did but with very little effort mm-hmm. yeah sure and it just oh well, well was the first film 3d yeah oh. yeah piranha 3d oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so many fucking piranha Hence films. Hence the title, Piranha 3 Double yeah. Do. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's just so many piranha films. It's hard to keep up. Let's get to the awards. Our biggest queen. I mean, it's Maddie by default. <laughs> um, Wouldn't particularly choose her in any other film, but it's... Yeah, there's no one else I can choose. She's your typical... Stereotypical, should I say, mm. final girl, um, but with absolutely nothing to her. I'm assuming that at least some of the piranha were female. So <laughs> I put the piranha as biggest queens. Yes, the piranha who was willing to wait up someone's vagina for two days to get a bit of dick. That's yeah. queen behaviour. Um, biggest gasp for me, I've got the cooch cam. Yes, yeah, for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd and Ving Rhames returning after reading the script. <laughs> that, was, that was quite the gasp for me. Best worst dialogue. There's no best dialogue in this film. I've got best worst dialogue. I've got best dialogue. You have? Yes. Okay, what is that? Well, because of the delivery, uh, titanium motherfucker. Because <laughs> I just like Ving Rhames. I just, I like, I like, I liked his delivery of it. Um, yeah, my best worst dialogue is the, uh, the flipper conversation. Y- yeah. Flipper baby. And finally, that's camp. Now, this was a fucking stretch. And, and I mean this is a stretch. Because this is not even close to camp, this film. Uh, I've got Shelby randomly showing up to inform her friends about Josh chopping off his dick because of something in her vagina. I just wrote the word nope. <laughs> That's camp. Nope. No, it's not. 
And for our ratings, I give it one little ginger more on out of ten. And, and that's that's been generous. <laughs> oh no, I forgot to do this. I give it one decapitated motorboat out of ten. Uh, it says masterpiece, trash to piece, trash or basic. It is trash of a capital T. See, I think trash is giving it too much credit. I think it's fucking basic. It's somewhere I, between the I two. I think I for a film like this, with the premise, and it's you know, a sleazy uh, horror film with killer piranhas. I think the biggest insult I could give it is to call it basic. Yeah. Because it's by the numbers. It's boring. It's far too short. Mm -hmm. Basic. Yeah. And if for some reason you'd like to watch this, this piece of shit film, uh, it's available on DVD, Blu-ray and video on demand. And if you, by some chance, enjoyed this film, then I recommend checking out Piranha 3D. Uh, but again, like I said with Creepshow, the assumption is you've already seen Piranha 3D. Yes. If you have already seen it, then I recommend Piranha 2 to spawn in because it's shit, but it's a trash to piece. It's entertaining. Yeah, I I completely agree because I can't think of any other film like... American this. Pie. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, the not even American Pie. An American Pie Naked Mile. The Book of Love. The fuck they're called. That shit. What's uh, the one that came out recently that uh, people hate? Girls something. Girls Girl. rules or something. Yeah, like girl, that. yeah. Is it girls on top or something? Girls school. I don't know. Some shit. Yeah, but I would I would say Piranha Two: The Spawning. Um, it's trashy, but it's camp. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. If uh, you're a fan of any of these Piranha films, uh, I know a few of you are. Uh, let us know on social media with Horror Court Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, and Horror Court Trash on Twitter. I'm dead at Gaz92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I am ChrisBarker823 on Instagram and Letterboxd. And uh, if you're feeling generous, if you enjoyed us ranting about uh, flipper babies and uh, piranhas up vaginas and shit, uh, then give us a rating on Spotify, <laughs> rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Like and follow on everything else. And if you want our faces on a pillow or a dog bowl, then buy our merch on redbubble.com. Just type in Horrorcourt Trash over. Next week, summer continues with Ticks. Ticks. Which we, <laughs> we hope is better than this week's film. <laughs> Followed by more sleazy fish in Humanoids from the Deep, where we'll be taking part in an original versus remake threesome. Three films with that premise. Yeah. I like the first one. I like the first one. I'll go on record and say that. it's There's a lot wrong with it, but it's, it's certainly entertaining. Right. We'll get to that next week. Yes. Anything else to say? Any, you, you've got anything to say to the makers of Piranha 3 Double D or the people who voted for it? Um. Yeah, I just, I'd just like to say that I'm really disappointed. Um, oh, although, what was the other film? Uh, Mega Piranha. Mega Piranha. That Star may... an 80s pop sensation, Tiffany. That may have been even worse. So, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Yes. Um, yeah, just disappointment. That's, 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 that's... <laughs> Piranha franchise out. That is us done. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Bye. Bye.